It was a really big, relaxed emotion. More than anything else, it was a, it was a calmness. You were just there, and that was it. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Right Feeling podcast. I hope that you enjoyed the last episode with Sylvia on why you shouldn't always be nice. If you haven't heard it yet, it's still available and you can definitely still download it. But yeah, without further ado, today it's just going to be you and me. And I've been meaning to talk about the concept of ownership of oneself. So I guess to kick off this podcast, I'd like to ask you the question, do you feel like your being is your own? That your actions, that your words belong truly to yourself? Or do you feel that sometimes you give yourself away in terms of your decisions and actions based off of the perception of other people or what you believe other people want from you? I know that's quite a big question, but I think a lot of people, myself included, tend to give ourselves away when we hold too tightly to external perceptions of us. I mean, I don't know about you, but at least for me, oftentimes it comes through as this apparent need of validation from your peers, strangers, just the people around you to validate what it is that you're doing, what it is that you will be doing, and what you have done. And sometimes it's even validating your own identity. I think the reason why ownership over yourself, over your own being, over your actions and your words is so important is because it gives you a stronger sense of self and purpose. I think that when I don't feel like I own myself and that I'm just kind of giving myself away to these external perceptions, um, it usually comes through as validation. And it's because I'm trying to seek validation because I want to see if that's what other people want from me, right? Like, are they validating what it is that I'm doing? And if they validate what it is that I'm doing, then it means that I'm acting in accordance to what it is that they value or what they want. Instead of just being in accordance to what I want and what I value. And I don't think that this is always on a conscious level. I do think that this is not something that we usually actively think about. But I do think that this concept of ownership is something quite powerful. To know that your actions and your words come from you. <laughs> um, and that's not to say that validation isn't a necessary part of our social structures, right? Because I do think that validation is necessary to to reaffirm that you are on the right path. <laughs> because let's just say, for example, you think that you're doing something and no one else is validating that at all. And people are thinking, wow, what you're doing is ethically in serious question. Your friends tell you, your family tells you, and you're the only one, you're the only one voice that's saying, I know I'm right, then that's when you do need that external validation to kind of slap some sense into you, just to veer you back onto the right track. I think that validation serves as 
social housekeeping. But I do think that validation can be tricky because there does come a point when you start prioritizing validation over your own being. What I mean by that is if you've ever had this experience when you're just trying to impress somebody or impress another group of people and you know you're not really fully being yourself, but you know what you're about to do is going to give others a better perception of you even though you don't feel at ease and you almost just put up this theatrical performance so that others could accept you and like you and give you praise. And I'm, I'm sure that some of you know exactly what it is that I mean, and maybe some of you don't. For me, when I'm prioritizing validation, I really do feel like I'm giving small chips of myself away. And I guess it's just from you know, personal experiences growing up where I did feel that validation was important um, for my social acceptance, whether that's, you know, through primary school kids, peers that are playing on the playground. Just the way I was brought up also had a lot of validation attached to that. Just for example, um, when I was in second grade, so I think I was about seven or eight, I was going to an after school there was a group of kids they were like the popular ones you know and I always wanted to hang out with them just because they seemed so cool one of them let's just call her Rihanna so basically Rihanna she was the tomboy and everybody else in this group were boys and I remember I really wanted to hang out with them so bad but they would always say you can't hang out with us because you're not a tomboy. And I was like, yeah, but I am. And then they said, no, you're not. Rihanna was like, yeah, but you're wearing a dress. And I was just thinking, yeah, because my mom dresses me. <laughs> I was trying to convince them that I was a tomboy, even though, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't even know what the term meant. Um, but from, I mean, I just remember that very strongly from my primary school days, mostly because I think as a kid, when you're trying to seek social validation from your peers and it's not something that is granted, yeah, it's it's not a nice feeling just to not be um, recognized, right? And I do think that's where validation stems from. It's this desire for recognition and there's nothing wrong with that honestly i'm i do think that it's healthy to seek reinforcement in our lives as a means to affirm whether or not we're making something meaningful but yeah there's nothing wrong with that because we are social animals and we are to live in a society where social behavior is important i mean i guess I guess I also wonder if, so before you enter into the social realm with human beings that are outside of your intermediate family, because you grow up with your intermediate family for about like five or six years before you enter into society, like whether it be preschool, primary school, but you spend the first few years of your life in this bubble, right? And I wonder if 
this bubble of being with your family and if you are from a supportive family that does validate you, if it somehow creates false expectations for you as a child and you enter into society believing that people would accept you for the way you are and they don't and you don't understand why it is, um, maybe it's a clash of personalities, maybe it's just that you're an unfamiliar, unfamiliar new kid but you don't understand this, then you start internalizing it as yeah, a lack of recognition, lack of worth, I guess, um, as if you're doing something wrong. And so you try to do all these different things to try to be validated. And the more you're recognized for certain things, certain actions that you do, the more you seek after validation. I don't know. That's just, um, that's just a thought. <laughs> but anyway, um... Yeah, in regards to validation, again, I don't think that there's anything inherently wrong with it. I think it's a very natural thing to seek after, but it just becomes, in my opinion, problematic when it becomes a priority of hidden narcissism. At least for me, I end up acting out in certain ways that are misaligned with my beliefs and my values and it's always on a subtle level, right? It's not necessarily that I completely change my character or my personality. It's much more about the subtle interactions that I have with the people that are around me, um, whether it's just pushing myself a little bit more to keep the conversation going, to fill the silences, or like wanting to come off in a much more intelligent way so then you end up spewing random words from your mouth thinking that you're actually being intellectual because you want to be considered as an intellect um and not someone that's perceived dumb then you start saying all these things that don't actually make sense or you start kind of going on these tangents that become obvious that you're just tooting your own horn <laughs> In the end, you just seek this narcissism rather than following down the path of what you find valuable. Um, I mean, I guess an example of this is when I was at university. Um, when you first enter from high school to university, right? You came from being the top dog on campus your senior year, and then you start in you, and then you're surrounded by, well, I went to a public university, so I was surrounded by tens of thousands of people. And just in my class alone, I think there was about 10,000 or so. And then you find people who are just as talented, just as well-spoken, just as intellectual. And it makes you feel like you lost this sense of uniqueness that you thought you once had. And so then you try to overcompensate for it, right? And you try to do more and more just to be validated that you are a unique individual. And it was similar, I think, to my experience with my master's because I was finally pursuing something that I was genuinely passionate about and so was everybody else, you know? And that's actually the amazing thing about our course was that everyone there was so passionate, they're so intelligent, they're so creative, they're amazing, but at the same time, when you collect 
these creative, amazing people all in one place, it gets a little bit intimidating because there's this element of underlying competition. Honestly, looking back at it now, that's how I felt about how it was at the very beginning. And instead of making the most of that, I initially felt this kind of competitiveness. And I remember this was manifested in certain courses that we would take. I remember I like wanted so badly to impress the uh, director of the program. But every time I wanted to come up with words to add to the classroom discussion, I would get super nervous. And I don't have any problem with public speaking, but I would be so nervous. I would try to think, okay, I have to think of something perfectly intellectual to say. I have to put my entire sentence together right now so that it's eloquent. And ultimately, at the end goal, what I didn't on the surface see what I wanted was actually validation from my lecturer like validation that I was good enough to be there rather than just trusting my own skill and enjoying being there. And so this whole internal push and pull, and then I just start stumbling over my own words. And sometimes I think I didn't even make sense when I said something out loud. (laughs) It's like, "Hmm, yeah, okay. And then it just makes you feel even worse about yourself afterward when you can't properly get the words out. But again, like I mentioned in the first podcast with Jessica about being misaligned internally kind of creates inhibition to speak in a way that just flows. Because I do think that when you're aligned, words are able to come out much more easily because it's coming from a genuine place of something that you genuinely believe in, something that you don't have to second guess, something that you aren't overanalyzing and you just say it and you're not worried about the perception that comes from it, right? You just say it and you allow it to be. Whereas with my university, it was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Okay, wait, that's wrong. And then, you know, you just want to sound smart and that just ends up blowing up in your face. Um, But yeah, so I suppose I'm just sharing a lot about school, about uni, because I do think that that's where most of the validation problems I personally have are most visible to me. And I definitely think that this is also in other aspects of our lives, this idea of um, validation and implicit narcissism. Just for example, you know, putting yourself out there. I think people can be afraid to put themselves out there, whether that be through a job interview, dates, um, you know, you name it. Just the act of putting yourself out there gets wrapped up in this idea of validation so what if you do put yourself out there and then you aren't validated then it's like uh, why did I put myself out there and this fear actually inhibits people from just pursuing what it is that they genuinely want to do whether that's selling themselves at a job interview to get the job of their dreams you know or pursuing a relationship with someone to show who they genuinely are instead of trying to fit the mold of what they think that that person would like. And yeah, I think all of this gets wrapped up in this idea of validation because we seek to fill this mold that's set by external perception or at least what we assume to be what others would perceive of us. 
Because it might not actually be the case that anybody has any preconceptions of you, but that you yourself have already put that onto the external world that, okay, they're going to perceive me to be a certain way. And so I'm not going to do it because I assume that they're going to perceive me in this way. I hope that you have followed me up until this point. Um, but yeah, I think I think we all need to stop prioritizing so much of what other people think of us and just act in a way where it's just you. You're not acting to act, you know, you're just you and your decisions and your actions, all these things that you say and that you do, it's just you. You know, the you that's comprised of all the experiences that you've had about your values, the, the things that make you feel like life is meaningful, rather than going with this idea of what you think other people might think of you as, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I guess for me, a good example of this is just putting myself out there on social media. Um, it's not that I'm trying to be insta-famous. I'm definitely not trying that. Um, but it's more like sharing certain projects that I do that are online. And these are projects that I genuinely care so much about. And I think the messages are so important. I would love to share it, you know, but I think when it comes to sharing things online, I already have this perception that social media sharing is quite narcissistic. Narcissism with people sharing there are things like sometimes it can be perceived to be oversharing and it can be perceived to be, oh, wow, that person is quite egotistical because they're sharing things that they're doing or they're sharing about their own life. In my mind, I think I bought into that, even though I do think that social media has been very beneficial in terms of like keeping people connected and very easily sharing the things that you do with the people that are in your lives, even if the people that are in your lives are abroad. It's just a very easy way to share what it is that you do without having to tell like hundreds of people individually, right? But I bought into that. And so I was very hesitant to share my passions, my projects, because yeah, I just didn't want to come across narcissistic or egotistical. This is the perception that I've put onto myself because maybe the perception isn't really there. And, you know, and in the end, it, this me preventing myself from posting actually was quite narcissistic. And it's implicitly narcissistic because I don't want others to think that I'm narcissistic or egotistical because I think that they're going to actually look at me in a certain way rather than my work or my message. So, yeah, I mean, I think that if I cared more about my message and cared less about myself, then I honestly don't think that I would feel so ashamed about sharing these things, um, sharing my passion and my projects. And that's something I came to realize recently, which is why in the end I ended up sharing so much more about, you know, the projects that I'm working on, including this you know, the right feeling. Um, so it's just about getting over that hurdle of caring too much about what other people think of me. And in that, I am giving, you know, pieces of myself away. Whereas 
when I just focus on the things that I value and the meaning that I want to give to the world, I don't have a problem with thinking about validation. And then when I focus on that, because those are my values and and the things I care about, the actions that I take and the decisions I make are from coming from that rather than coming from an act, right? Or like a theatrical performance. I mean, it's not going to be like all flames and bright lights or anything like that. Nothing fancy, but it's still a performance. Um, and that performance can make you feel can make you feel really uneasy after doing it for so long. <laughs> like I can actually feel when I am not at home in my own body. Um, and by that, I also mean when I'm doing things for perception and validation rather than just doing things for my own being. And that manifests itself physically in like feeling jitters and feeling restless and my eyes are, you know, moving back and forth. I tend to actually not be able to look at people in the eye and even my closest friends Although sometimes they don't realize that, I definitely notice it. Um, and just other small things like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't realize that my shoulders were tense until I just breathe and let go. Then I realized I've been tense this entire time. So that's why I do think that although introspection is very helpful for understanding whether or not you are owning what it is that you're doing. I also think that feeling is very important. And I'm going to create another podcast on this because I think the concept of feeling and emotion, I don't want it to be so esoteric. <laughs> um, I think there's actually neuroscience behind it. But yeah, like feeling and emotion are actually two separate things, in my opinion. I do think that emotion is a neurophysiological response to your external uh, happenings. But I think the feeling is the consciousness aspect. So, for example, with emotion, feeling is the experience of that emotion. Like, very briefly, to give you an idea of what I'm talking about, if you say, ugh, I just I feel so frustrated, I would say frustrated is the emotion and feeling, that's the consciousness of it. So to recognize why you do the things that you do, whether it's for external validation or whether or not you are in full ownership of yourself, it's about being a little bit more cognizant of how your body is reacting physically. Yeah, just notice whether or not your shoulders are tense or your fists in a tight grip. Just be more aware of your body and trace it back down to why it is that you are feeling uneasy or why it is that you feel tired and sometimes you might find that it's because it's this constant giving away um, putting up an act to fulfill this kind of perception or validation rather than just being at home in your own body and just being able to relax you know it just feels so free to be at home in your own body to feel that you own yourself you know, that you own your values, that you own your worth, that you own your feelings. And you're not giving yourself away for the transaction of social acceptance. It's just such a satisfying feeling. 
Like sometimes I have a very hard time describing it apart from the fact that I feel grounded. My body just feels full and content. Um, but it's not, it's not even happiness. It's just, I feel weighted. And I would say that's how I feel when I feel like I own myself. And when I followed down the path of what I find valuable, of the kind of meaning that I want to make, and when I don't give away my uh, worth and my values and my feelings to external perception and validation, I'm just more content. I'm able to do the things I want to do because I actually care about those things and I feel more energetic about it and I feel less worried and stressed and it just feels right. I think the right feeling for me is knowing already that there is value in what I do, that I value myself, I value my passions and that's enough for me to continue doing what I'm doing. So yeah, that's it, I guess. I mean, that's a lot of it, but <laughs> um, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, it's a little bit different than the last three, but you can expect different styles of episodes from me. <laughs> um, I like to change things up a bit. And honestly, I would love to hear how you view ownership and if you agree, if you disagree. And if you ever even want to just talk about this, yeah, you can always get into contact with me. Um, currently, right now, it's just through Instagram, but I am exploring other options. So, yeah, don't forget to rate this if you enjoy it. Of course, subscribe if you haven't already. And you can follow The Right Feeling on Instagram at the right feeling underscore. Anyway, guys, I hope that you have a great week. I hope that you feel that your being is yours. And I can't wait to feel the feels with you next week. <laughs>